You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up? What's up? I'm Jesse, alongside my co-host JC from the OBT. What's up, baby? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing? How you doing? I feel good. It's Thursday. It's clapback culture in the building. I got a lot of shit I want to talk today on a lot of different things. Okay. You know, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. What's up, y'all? I see you guys rolling through in the comment section, Darnell, what's good, my brother? Um, if you haven't already, please make sure you share the live. I went ahead and already did that as well on Facebook. Um, yeah, so um, how was your week, JC? What's going on? Um, my, my week was eventful. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll say that. It was eventful. Uh, it, was a, it was a few things that happened. Um, some good, some bad. It was a, it was an interesting week. It was an interesting week. It's followed the it's followed the path of weeks since twenty twenty three. So <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. Well, exactly. Is it ending off in a high note? Um, we'll see. Still pending. I am happy. Okay. And that is as high as a note as you can get, because uh, you control how you feel. So come on. Come on. What about you? This week was, um, to your point, it had its ebbs and flows, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm actually sitting in a season of gratefulness. Um, you know, the devil can be busy, child, and, and working hard. And, you know, as long as you just continue to show up every day, you're doing the right thing. Um, Rodney anyway says, make sure you do, do the right thing when nobody's looking. That's when it certainly all pays off. So, this is one of those um, interesting moments that when you're doing the right thing, um, everything seems to kind of go your way. So continuing to work in uh, my season of favor and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you are who you are when nobody else is around. That's the real you. Yeah, for real. Yeah. For real. Um, well, I want to send everybody well wishes. It's Thursday. We're moving into the last day of the week, you guys. So if you are going through something, you guys, just know we're getting closer to the end of the week. Sit in a position of gratitude. The cup is always half full, no matter what the circumstance is in. And, um, you know, it's Ramadan. So Ramadan Kareem to everybody who's participating in Ramadan. Um, it's a beautiful time right now. So we just going to take the next 30 days to just be happy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be grateful and say, thank you. Throw, show us that cup one more time, JC. Gratitude right there. That's the attitude is just to say, thank you. Ooh, I like that. Gratitude is the attitude. Come on, preacher. What you doing? Come on. Come on. Girl. <laughs> uh, someone who's probably not having such a high note right now is Donald Trump. He, it is official that he has been indicted, you guys, as of the last two hours. Um, I'm going to pull up this report, you guys, that kind of talks about what happened. So he was indicted by a New York grand jury for his role in paying that hush money to adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Um, And the accusations are basically that 
um, Trump falsified those business documents to cover up the hush money payments. Um, he, he's sitting in Florida in Mar-a-Lago, minding his business, drinking his water, I presume. And Governor DeSantis is saying that he is not going to help with the extradition to get him over to New York. Um, the GOP is kind of questioning the, legitimis- the, the legitimacy of all of this. And they might do an investigation in the district uh, district attorney's office to see if this has something to do with Donald Trump perhaps running for president in 2024. Um, now, the question is, is he, is he still eligible to run? Yes, uh, he totally can still run for president. And he says that he still plans to. Um, Donald Trump is such a character. And so just to give a little bit of background for the folks who kind of don't know what an indictment is, an indictment is just it's not really being charged with a crime. It's like the first move before you get charged with a crime. It's basically saying, does the prosecutors have probable cause that you did commit a crime, right? Um, so in contrast, being charged as someone is like, it's not quite a charge, right? So it's, it's not, it's really nothing, right? It's just saying that there is probable cause that you probably committed a crime. Um, and then there's that. So he's not going to be arrested. Um, in fact, what they'll do is, is they'll just call him in to be arraigned, right? And so he'll go stand before a judge. A judge is going to read out the criminal charges that he's facing. Um, and right now it's unlikely when that'll take place. I think I saw a news report that said that might happen on Tuesday. Um, but I don't necessarily see that happening. Uh, JC, what are your first thoughts on this? Um, you have the information laid out. The allegations are about covering up hush money payments. Is it really about that? Or is this an abuse of power so that Donald Trump is kind of like getting this smear campaign before the 2024 elections. Um, first of all, I'd like to shout out John and Darnell. <laughs> John says about time and Darnell says perp walk. Um, I think that it's one of those things where you throw whatever you have at the wall to see what sticks. And apparently this, you know, has stuck. Um, I don't, see this very rich white man doing any jail time. I don't see anything substantial coming out of this at all. Um, but I, it is historic in the fact that it's the first president we've ever had be indicted. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anyone is curious, the only way that Trump cannot run again for office is what is it? The Senate has to come together and actually like kick him out. Like what's that process? Like after impeachment, they have the option to ban a candidate from ever running from office again, but the Senate has to do it. Right. And it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I just said, it's never going to happen. Um, so I would, yeah. Um, woohoo. <laughs> well, it's like, it's kind of like, woohoo. Like, yeah, yeah. like the, the, sar- like sarcasm emoji right here because this ain't going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's such clickbait right now. And it is very political. And a part of me who really wants to see respect throughout the criminal justice system is very much saying this is quite the abuse of power because hmm. in a, in a, essentially 
Okay, so you you made a valid point. Throw at everything right. and see what sticks. Right. He's really being indicted for the riot, inciting a riot on the Capitol on January 6th that right. did not stick, that they couldn't stick to him. This is really for being an effed up president that nobody likes. This is really him, you know, having colluded with Russian, the Russian government. This is the only thing that you guys could get to stick is some hush money payments. Well, we can't get them on that. So we're going to get them on something. We're going to get them on something. (laughs) I mean, and then what does this do? You know what I'm saying? I mean, Honestly, I feel like this was a this was stupid in a sense that I feel like it's going to boost his popularity right yep. before the election. Yep. And I think his supporters are going to be like, this we got to make sure he's president to protect yep. him. You know, this is, um, you know, they're basically coming at our guy. Let's make sure he gets back to a lot. I think it's going to like rustle up that crowd it's it's not gonna hurt him at all like i don't like it's uh if it's if it's one thing that is true in media most of the time is that all publicity is truly good publicity um and when you are a man that has built your entire dynasty within the last 10 or 15 years off controversy like this is like oh okay thank you for giving me this gift that i didn't know that i needed or wanted um Mm -hmm. So yeah, this isn't this isn't gonna do anything. And then on top of that, did you see the reports that are coming out about um they're planning to do a January sixth part two? Like no, I didn't see that. Yeah, there, there there's been talk of a January sixth redo where they're gonna do it right this time. I don't exactly know what right is for Trump yeah. supporters, but they're gonna do it again. So I, <laughs> let me let me tell you what though. If Trump supporters or whoever is kind of involved in that that protest of freedom of speech is going to reenact the January 6th, I guarantee you law enforcement officials, the military is going to bust a mask this time. Because we have a different we have a different administration. One, we have a different administration, but two, they are never going to allow democracy to be the U, the United States could never face another blow like that in across foreign lands. Like yep. think about the perception that it shows to other countries, right? They'll be looking like, dang, the US can't even keep their right. own people in check. Right. Imagine someone taking over the Capitol right. during a Biden administration right. a second time. You know what right. I'm saying? It, yep. It couldn't happen. It could not happen. So they will be met with force. Um, with the likes like that they've never seen it. before. Yeah. In the, words of, in the words of Trump. You guys are going to be met with Shout force. out to Mayor Muriel Bowser because the District of Columbia is is who has to sign off on uh, demonstrations. Uh, she would definitely partner with the White House to say, we need the federal government to come yeah, in and support yeah. because the Metropolitan Police Department here in D.C. is not going to be enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it would be interesting to see what right looks like, especially with, you know, everything kind of um, coming into play. But I am still with Darnell in that I would love to see a perp walk. 
I, just, I mean, it was, it's not going to do anything for me. Like I need, I want, I want tangible, actual things to happen. Not you walk in handcuffs. Like, I want like, I want, I want like some shit to happen where it's like, oh, you know what? You're never going to run for public office again. And I want that publicly. Like that will humiliate him. Um, that's what I want. The perp walk, I mean, uh, he'd probably get an Olivia Pope to spend that in some way. So I'm not, uh, or, or Becky Wright in that instance. But I, yeah, no. <laughs> oh, it's so clever. <laughs> Listen, time is of the essence. They're saying Tuesday, so we'll stick around until mm-hmm. Tuesday to see mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, JC, there is also a new bill coming out. Um, speaking of the topic of violence, uh, a new bill that would create a national no-fly list for passengers who get violent on airplanes. I thought they already passed a law like this, but it, it never kind of went into law. But Senator Jack Reed, alongside a bunch of other representatives, basically had a news conference on Wednesday and said that this law is to protect um I guess, flyers and workers on flights, uh, flight attendants, uh, to protect them from abusive passengers. And it's called the uh, Abusive Passengers Act. And it would make for a safer, you know, for travelers, everybody. Um, And what they're saying is, is that rather just than just having like a no-fly list for each individual airline, this will be a no-fly list that is controlled by TSA. So they will have a um, probably like a, a central database. So when you try to book a flight or you try to go through TSA, doesn't matter if you book Delta or Southwest, you're going through, they're going to have you on that national no-fly list and they're going to tell you to go rent a car. So I like this. I think this is something that we need. The numbers on... Um, Violent passenger and in in passenger incidents is up the wall from like 139 incidents back in 2019 annually to now 839 per year. Sheesh, it's I'm huge. Sorry, that's an 800 percent increase. Like that's crazy. Like wow, it's, holy crap! I think you're seeing it more. I don't know why people are getting so buck on airplanes. Like. The airplane would be the the airplane and the airport would be the last place I would ever want to get into some stuff. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's, like it's uh-huh. definitely one of those things where so there's a like you said each individual like no fly list is for like each individual company. Um, but what does happen is depending upon the charge that you get, um, like if it's something like a felony, let's say like you do attack a crew member, that is a felony. And so that felony precludes you from being able to fly again. It might preclude you from stepping foot on federal property in general. Um, so to see that there, I, I think it's wise to separate the systems in this way and have it. So it's just like, you know what? How about you just drive? Yeah. Forever. Like you just, how about you just drive? You don't need to get on the plane no more. You know, because I, I don't think that people realize like flying is a privilege. It's not a right. Like we just, human beings just invented these things like within the last hundred years, bro. Like we were like Pat and Charlie in it. We were driving or we was on a boat. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it wasn't too long ago that if you wanted to go to Europe from America, you had to take like a two week boat ride. 
you mm. know, and now we do it in six to eight hours. So I, I do, I, I wholeheartedly agree with this. I don't understand why you're, I just literally saw, I was online uh, on Instagrams and I, there was a lady, this is a flight attendant for like spirit, I believe. And like, she put this girl's pictures up in her uniform and she was like, this is why you can't have Spirit Airlines flight attendants at your house because, you know, she owes me rent and now she won't leave. And I mean, I did borrow money from her, but I paid it back. And then it's not, and I was just like, OK, so, so number, right? I'm, wait, number one, what do you hope from getting this girl fired? Right. Because number one, if she does get fired and you can't get her to leave, she definitely ain't finna leave because she ain't going to have no job. She ain't going to have no money. That's first thing. Right. Second thing is like, what if, because she tagged all the airlines, she tagged Southwest, she tagged Delta, all of them. What if this girl actually does get fired? So you accomplish your goal. But what if the other airlines see you acting a goddamn fool and decide that, you know what, we don't want this person on the plane either. Then what you going to do, right? Because you're trying to be petty, you're trying to do all this stuff. It, what that? And then the third thing is like, what? I just don't... When when somebody looks at that, when Delta HR looks at that, all they're going to see is two ghetto black girls going at each other. Nobody's going to delve deep into that. Like, what? There's, there's no winner here. Like, you make yourself look stupid. You make her look stupid. Like, everybody loses all the way around. I think there's also no winner for disruptive passengers on flights and or in airports. And I hope this lends itself to airports as well. Because when you're thinking about traveling, it is quite the luxury because of how expensive it is to go anywhere. Yes. Um, and the last thing you want to do when you're on a plane, you know, is oftentimes when you're traveling, you're either going somewhere to have a great time. You're traveling for business or you're traveling to go home or some people are even traveling on like bereavement fair. So people right. have a there is a set task in mind for someone using an airline to get to where they're going. Right. Um, and the last thing you want to do is feel unsafe, right? I don't want to feel unsafe. I don't want any more delays than what can already happen due to weather or engine failure or whatever, mechanical issues. I don't want someone having too many drinks at the bar before they get on board and then they have a dispute with another passenger or a crew member. Um, and then they follow. I would, I just, my $700 ticket to get to and from is like, there's no match to take away that experience for right. me as a traveler. You know what I'm saying? And I think for crew members, first of all, they don't get paid enough to be trying to wrap people up and tie them mm -hmm. up to their seat. It's not given that, you know what I'm saying? And there there has to be some type of etiquette um, when when flying and traveling in general. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm glad that lawmakers are getting ahead of this. Um, this is something to really pass into law. And I think we absolutely need to ban people who cannot have some level of decorum Absolutely. when they are traveling, point blank, period. Point blank, period. period. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so we'll keep you guys up and let you know when this does go into law. Uh, but shout out to lawmakers for um, uh, putting this Doing in. something right. 
finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I brought this next story to you, JC, uh, because I just thought, what an idiot. Um, Russia is, has detained a Wall Street Journal uh, reporter on claims of spying. We have a short clip. We're going to play that for you guys, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, good morning, Gail. Well, he was arrested hundreds of miles east of Moscow, and the spokesman for President Putin said he was caught red-handed, those are his words, collecting information about the Russian military complex. Uh, he's accused of espionage. That carries a 20-year sentence. The 31-year-old reporter has been working for the Wall Street Journal in Moscow since uh, January 2022, uh, but he had previous experience reporting from Russia. In a statement, the Wall Street Journal vehemently denies the allegations and seeks his immediate release. Gail? Boy, caught red-handed, never a good sign coming from Russia. But, Charlie, I want to ask you this because you've reported inside Russia for years and years. In your experience, what does this arrest mean to you? When you first heard it, what did you think? Well, my first thought was, uh-oh. You know, we haven't been there since the invasion began, since Russia invaded Ukraine for precisely this reason. Now, in March of last year, President Putin and the government put in these new laws saying the spread of knowingly false information about Russian armed forces would be illegal. The spread of knowingly false information about Russian state bodies would be illegal. That made it difficult for Westerners, Americans especially, to work within Russia. Russia itself, because as we know, some of the reporting that we've done in Ukraine, as far as the Russians are concerned, is fake. It's false reporting. So for us to be able to report inside Russia, which would obviously be helpful, um, is impossible right now. There are only a handful of Western reporters in Russia, let alone Americans. Dumb and dumber. You couldn't pay me enough money to go to them folk Russia. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I just, I can't understand the logic. You're a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. I don't okay. care if you were a reporter for Forbes. I, I don't care who you were a reporter for. You're going, I don't care. <sighs> You're going into a place that is at war with Ukraine, that is stealing territory from Ukraine because they feel like it's owed to them. And you and it's so important for you to get that story because you know that the FSB is false reporting on what's going on. So you just got to go out there and get the story. Well, if that was his assignment, and it says he's been there since 2022, if that's his assignment, I think... Um, Bruh, it's not given that. <laughs> as a journalist... Yeah. yeah, us? Okay. You know... Omari could not pay me to do that. Yeah, he... No, bruh. Uh-uh, no. I just... I don't... Mm -mm, mm -mm, no. Um, I think... I think there's a... Uh, what am I trying to say? A moral, like philosophical kind of, you know, the truth by any means necessary and all of that stuff. And I respect it. Like if you are going, if you are that type of bold to just go to Russia during this climate, when Russia is like quite literally just arresting any damn American that pop up in their country for any reason. Can talk, JC? Cut the crap. <laughs> if, if, no, I'm just, if you, if you're not doing that. Of course not. No, black people aren't doing that. Yeah, I just want to say that for the record: black folks ain't doing that. Hell no! I mean, we seen what we seen what happened to Brittany Griner. 
First of all, Jimmy <laughs> should have deterred everybody from ever stepping foot back in Russia. Number one. Number two, old boy is still sitting in a Russian prison. So you're about to go out there to. Ca- I just can't understand. They can't get you home, bruh. Like, what, I think my question is, what is the political prisoner benefits package like at the Wall Street Journal? I, I would love to know. <laughs> I would love to know. Like, does that count as workers' comp? Like, <laughs> like, when I finally get home 20 years later, is it, like, what's that giving? Do I still have a job? Like, what's the job? Like, I really want to know what the Wall Street Journal... Um, what's that, what's that package look what's like? What's that package like, bro? Like, is that... The hazard pay must be insanity. It must be it worth is. it. Like, it, like no. I I no. mean... Because what is the Wall Street Journal? the red carpet when he gets... He's going to have a hell of a story. Because, like, what do you do? Like, it's the Wall Street Journal. It's not like you work for the Department of Homeland Security, bro. You work for a... You work for the Wall Street Journal, my G. Like, what are they doing? What's what's going? What can this they? Is what not can your they goal, bro. There's already. Listen, <laughs> not I listen. just cannot wrap my mind around why this guy would go out here. I can't even pull it up in a report. Like, I keep reading and reading different articles, and I'm just like, what would make him go? So it's being reported. Um, it says Russian political analyst Tatiana can't pronounce her na- last name said on social media in response to the detention that quote the way the FSB inter um, interprets espionage today means that anybody who is simply interested in military affairs can be in prison for twenty years. Nice. What's that package given? But wait, wait, wait. What if? What if? Plot twist. Mm-hmm. He actually is a spy. He, he better be. At this point, he better be. You better be a spy. <laughs> you better be a spy. Like, what if Russia is actually right? And you're like, a terrible story. spy if your cover is the Wall Street Journal. A better cover up would have been like, I'm marrying a Russian bride. Like, come on, bro. Are you what kind of spot and he's only been me? out there for a year so it's not really yeah. like you're not it's just it's too much yeah. the risk is not worth the reward like you come back you got a hell of a story that no one no one cares about that that's story. if you live because Russia is very good at making people disappear come on very good very like very good or making <laughs> people disappear or strangely die you guys, I mean, pull up in the comments and just let me know. Am I tripping? Like, am I tripping with big shoes? Because this is stupid. <laughs> tripping with big shoes. Like, Russia, Russia, be, Russia be like, bro, we don't know how he ended up in his Russian hotel room with his throat slit. We have no idea. We have no idea. <laughs> we'll send the body back. Don't worry. We'll send the body back. What mm-hmm. I'm thinking is, is the Biden administration going to negotiate to get him home? And are they going to have to swap some other arms dealer in order to get this man back home? Because that could be Putin's plan, actually. Let me connect and then use them as a, a negotiation it. tactic. Yes, of course. If I'm, if I'm Putin, I'm doing that. Yep. Anybody, first of all, if I'm Putin, any American citizen that I can He's use. He's getting got. Period. period. It's a wrap. Don't come here. No. What did what, 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 VP say? What if Kamala say? Don't come. Don't come. 
Okay. <laughs> you know what? He should have just called Brittany Griner. Okay. Call Brittany. Get the story from Brittany. Mm. No, I'm sure they was talking in the jail. You know they was talking in the jail. Don't come. Why? <laughs> your zone. Don't come. When a corrupt <laughs> government, an enemy to the United States. <laughs> you're not getting home, bro. Like you're not getting home. Like we're actively fighting a proxy war via Ukraine with Russia right now. And I would love to go there and get the story. Who, who, no one, <laughs> no one ever no, said. Who said that? Like, no this idiot at the Wall Street yeah. Journal. And yeah. I'm sorry, you guys, he's an idiot. Like, there's just, I mean, I feel bad for him. He's sitting in a Russian jail right now. I mean, I, I do, I feel bad for the guy. I, do. I feel bad for him because I guarantee you that man is sitting there right now eating some soup drinking some dirty ass water and just thinking like, damn, it won't worth it. It's not given that. The package is not packaging. <laughs> the political prisoner of war Wall Street Journal package is that. He's not giving. I mean, he'll get a he'll get a hell of a book deal when he gets out of this. I guess. <clears throat> if he gets out, like I really think he does get out. I really, I'm just being honest. Again, Russia disappears. Russia is more magical than David Blaine. Do you hear me? Like, <laughs> Just be disappearing. Like, say, if he get out, in the words of Kiki Palmer, sorry to that man. Sorry to this man. Sorry, sorry to that man. Thank All right, you, look. we try to make good points. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. But when we come back, ooh, we got something spicy. Jonathan Mayers, we have um, a new yeah. statement released by a major, excuse me. Not, I almost said John. Jonathan Mayers. I didn't even know the man's name until Creed. So, uh, you know, anyway, uh, co star of Creed, Jonathan Majors. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about him and beating up his girlfriend. <laughs> Stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. What's up, everybody? You know, me and Besa, my girl, we had to pull up to Market Street Shoes once again, y'all. And you know, we do this every season. We have to get the new shoes, the new boots. And this time, I even got a coat. Yeah, no, you did walk in without a coat. I really I'm did. glad you found one. But their <laughs> boots were on point. Yes, the boots, the bags. I even grabbed a flannel. Yeah, you did. You know, and I was able to get some hats and everything. I was really impressed. And you know, I was impressed because, of course, I got those white boots that you guys see me wearing everywhere these days. Yeah, no, I, I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basin wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please check them out. where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black Love When We Met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash Black Love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met. Coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back to this Thursday episode of Clapback Culture. 
Listen, we're in the do it for the culture section. And I had to come and spill a little bit of tea before we close out this show. Um, Jonathan Majors, you guys, he is the actor, one of the lead actors um, from Creed 3. Um, and he allegedly got into an altercation with his girlfriend in a cab on their way home from a Manhattan bar. And they were allegedly fighting over his cell phone because he was allegedly texting another woman. So allegedly a fight ensued and he was arrested and charged for beating up his girlfriend. There's various charges, like four or five different charges um, and taken into custody for like strangulation and attacking her. Well, we have some new receipts. Um, the victim in this case, Jonathan's girlfriend, uh, released some text messages where Jonathan's attorneys is saying these text messages uh, prove her client is innocent, being majors. Uh, let's take a look at the text messages. Um, let's go ahead and show those. Uh, is this the first one, Cuddy? I believe so. Okay, the it says, please let me know you're okay when you get this. They assured me that you won't be charged. It's kind of covered up on this. Um, they said the arrest. It said they had to arrest you as protocol when they saw the injuries on me. Um, I'm so angry that they did. And I'm sorry you're in this position. We'll make sure nothing happens. May, we'll make sure nothing happens about this. I told them it was my fault for trying to grab your phone. I only just got out of the hospital. Just call me when you're out. I love you. Well, after a few hours when she didn't hear back from Major, she wrote a, another uh, message. And let's see what it says. It says... Um, well, they call. They just called again to check on me, and I and they. I'm assuming is the police department uh, to check on me, and I reiterated how this was not an attack, and that they do not have my blessing on any charges being placed. I read the paper they gave me about strangulation, and I said point blank, this did not occur and should be removed immediately. The judge is definitely going to be told about this. She assured this to me. I know you have the best team, and there's nothing to worry about. I just want you to know that I'm doing all I can on my end. I also said to tell the judge to know that the origin of the call was to was to do with me collapsing and passing out and your worry as my partner due to our communication prior. Out of care, she promised all will be relayed. Okay, sis. So if I got this story together, according to these text messages, it sounds like you collapsed and you passed out but you weren't strangled, okay? You weren't strangled, So, but then how did you collapse and pass out? And you had bruises and stuff on your body. So this story to me does not exonerate Jonathan Majors, you guys. Um, he, he, you told them that, you know, it was your fault for trying to grab the phone and trying to read the text messages. Um, I, I'm just so confused as to why they feel like this exonerates Jonathan Majors. If anything, I feel like it calls him more into question because we know more truth to the story. Um, JC, what are your thoughts on this? Um, my thoughts are 
play white women games, get white women prizes. Mm. Uh, no, seriously, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, seriously, you, you love who you love, and love has no color. Blah blah blah. Um, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't. Uh, let me let you. Let me let you think about it for a second. Let me let you think about it for a second. So. This is claiming that she's working so hard to make sure that the district attorney doesn't charge majors. Right. So she's continuously talking about like, I'm telling them it wasn't an attack, but it was a fight. Okay. So you guys got into a fight. So he didn't attack you, but you guys fought. So you guys both should go to jail. Right. Like according to like the domestic violence laws or whatever right now, I presume that both parties go to jail now, right? It's not just like so one-sided. How were the authorities called in the first place is my question. She collapsed and passed out. He called 911. Okay. He, she collapsed and passed out and then he called 911 and then- How did she pass out and collapse? I, you, okay. So there's a movie um about oh my god i can't remember it it's about this it's this movie it's about two black guys and a latino guy and they're in college and there's a drunk white girl this reminds me of that like this really reminds me of that now um how so much credit well go ahead how how she passed out is the real mystery here um because it's like okay does that mean that i'm sorry i took your phone technically means that I mean, if you want to get technical, it means I assaulted you first Um, because I put hands on you first and you're admitting to that. Right. And so I guess my question, I I just I want to know what happened, because I also know that, you know, I've seen drunk people argue and I've seen drunk people fight and then I've seen drunk people pass out as this happened. So, like, I'm curious to know what and this is giving drunk white women. You know, or just drunk person in oh, general. It's drunk yes. people. Drunk people is giving drunk people in general doing stupid shit, um, and 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 you know having arguments when you're drunk. So I guess that's my question. Now, strangulation is a very uh, specific um, thing. So that means that maybe she had bruising. It doesn't exactly say where she had, like she has just bruising somewhere. Um, yeah. Now, is it bruising on her neck or is it bruising on her shoulders? Is it bru- like, where is the bruise? Like, I, I just need more receipts before I wholeheartedly whatever. But let me just also say a big fuck you to the, and I, I didn't want to, I, I mean what I say on this one, to the United States Army for pulling his ad because of a domestic dispute. Excuse me, is this the same United States Army that literally is having women of any color getting murdered and chopped up and killed? Is this the United States Army that's been covering up rapes and violence against women and violence against men? Is this the same? How dare you? You know, they keep their stuff hush, hush, baby. And if you guys don't know, listen, all you got to do is pull up Netflix and Hulu. It's plenty of good documentaries on that. This the same army? This this, this the same folk? Hold on. Wait a minute. It wasn't even a year ago that you... So You know what I hate about cancel culture? This is clearly a private matter. Yes. Okay? This is a private matter. It's not on camera. 
it, they're in a relationship. They both clearly are drunk. She's not completely innocent. She's snatched. I'm sure they're fighting. She admitted to it, right? Like she's like, hey. I think what happened is that they're fighting in the back of the cab because she sees that another girl is texting her man and she's right. feeling some type of way and she's right. drunk. So she's really feeling spicy. Right. And I'm sure she gave him a few, you know what I'm saying? Right. A few little tags and he probably got tired of getting hit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it, and it got out of hand. I'm right. sure it got out of hand between the two of them. Right. Um, do I think that she's in a domestic violence relationship? No, I don't think she's in that. I don't. I think this is not some kind of abuse in right. the relationship. But I also think, you know, he's a top level actor. Correct. Um, his career is really taking off. This is the worst thing that could happen to him yes. right now. Yes. And um, you know, and she's going to cover for somebody that she loves. So even if that's the case and they're going to remain together, why do we need to get the courts and everybody right. involved? Why is everybody trying to cancel his projects? Leave it be. If they want to be in a toxic relationship, because right. clearly the man is cheating. OK, he's doing his thing. Let them deal with that privately. Right. I don't care about that. Right. Celebrities should not be the end all be all when it comes to uh, having this being on a pedestal of, of, of being per of perfection. They don't have to be perfect people. They should not have all of their business transactions canceled because all of a sudden it's in the media. And this is one of those situations where I think she's recanting her story and, and taking more of hits because she does love and care about him. Right. It's like, damn, why did this get out? It's not even that big. Well, we were both drunk and right. whatever. And so let me figure out how to clean it up as best as possible. That's well, what I think is going on. I, I think it always reminds me of when um, Tiger Woods had his whole situation. And I was like, God forbid mm. I become famous and something mm -hmm. like that happened to me. I'm going <laughs> to be up here on these folk internet. Um, I'm going to be up here on Beyonce's internet talking about some that's my business. Have a good day. And I'm not I'm not finna go into a whole bunch. I'm not finna debate. I don't want to debate on Twitter about my relationships or my personal, but it's my part. Personal is the key and operative word, which means that I don't have to do any of this in public. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like conduct on and off the field, right? In field, you know, being whatever industry and stuff you work in. That's a huge thing now because right. everybody is a brand. Um, now that's kind of like the way that we're like moving in life. And so I think this is one of those moments where Jonathan Majors is like, damn, okay, I'm a bigger entity than I ever thought I was. Let me get my shit together, you know? Right. And so hopefully, you know, he can get through this situation. He is being charged with strangulation. Let me see. Let me pull it up. You guys, um, he was arrested for domestic assault, strangulation and harassment. I think if she's not supporting the prosecution in this, New York may still press charges. Um, they're still, you know, his team is still coming out saying that he's completely innocent and is uh, provably the victim of an altercation with a woman he knows. So they're saying a woman he knows, so it's not even his girlfriend. So it might be just a little shawty he was kicking it with. You know what I'm saying? I also... I'm not happy with this because one of the things I love about Jonathan Majors is his relationship with Michael B. Jordan. I love to see straight 
masculine black men be affectionate towards each other. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it because it doesn't just because you hug your, your bro, you put your head on the shoulder, whatever, like that's normal. normal. That's that's how it's supposed to be. Like, I, I love to see their relationship in public. And I love and then I love the way that Jonathan Majors is, you know, that whole cover shoot thing. I mean, he's just like, I love the way he's so masculine and so secure in himself that he plays with it in this photo. Mm-hmm. He, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, he's like, y'all know who I am. It doesn't matter. Like he's, that one interview I saw, he was like, I wouldn't want to run up on me in the streets. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Um, and so like, I just, I really, I really, really like Jonathan Majors. Never mind the fact that he looks like Mr. Camel. That doesn't matter. I really, 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 really like him as a human being. Um, and, I, and I think it, this is just one of those things where you got to be careful. You got to be careful, Jonathan Majors. Like your career is moving in an accelerated way. You can you don't have the luxury to play around with girls who are going to snatch your phone. Absolutely. It's not giving that. She's not your girlfriend. I mean, clearly it's saying that she's like, I love you, but. It's saying a woman that he knows, not his girlfriend, not his fiance, not his wife, not yeah. anyone with jurisdiction over what he decides to do with his phone, his body, his mouth, his money. So it is what it is. But we're running out of time. So I want to move on quickly to our last story. Um, and I know that this has hit the airways in a major way, but we would be remiss if we did not talk about uh, the bravery of law enforcement officials that took over the Nash uh, that took down the Nashville school shooter. Um, let's play. Let's play the clip, Cuddy. I know it's a bit long. It's it's a little over two minutes, you guys. But I really want us to watch how powerful this process in and give credit where credit's due. Let's take a look. School shooting today. Okay. Okay. This woman directing officers inside the convent school. Yeah. What happens next unfolds in less than three minutes. Let's go. I need three. One more. One more. Let's go. Without hesitation, officers rushing into the school. Metro Police. Some not even taking the time to put on ballistic helmets. On me, on me. Officer Engelbert clears the first floor. There you go, second floor. Officer Michael Colosso leads a group up the stairs. No locked door. Where do they go in? But that door is locked. They'll have to find another way back on the first floor. Somebody hold there. Engelbert and team work to clear the main entrance as Colosso finds an unlocked door and pushes his team upstairs. Keep pushing. Go. As officers sprint past student artwork and photos. Shots fired, shots fired, shots fired, move. You can hear shots echo through the hallways. Right, right, right. Armed with his long gun. Push it LPVO. Push it LPVO. Go right. Officer Engelbert rushes into the line of fire and then 
Move, move. Watch out, watch out. Move. Three minutes after the officers first entered the school, it's all over. I know that's right. Overall, they take notes, bro. If more police did stuff like this, I would probably be more supportive. Um, just being point blank honest. Um, yeah, I love that. I, I really was like, okay, this is literally what we pay you for. Like, this is your job. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I love it. Like, just protect the babies. Like, this, what do we, what, not even a, like, let's go. What are we Let doing? Let me tell you something. Nashville was not about to joke around like Uvalde. Mm-hmm. To think from the time they got there to the time they took down the shooter was three minutes. I love it. They didn't even have no time to put on no tactical gear. Like they're like the whole time I watched it, I was like, oh, he don't even care. Like he's not it's not even given that they're trying to shield themselves. You know what I'm saying? They're trying to get in there. And in one clip, you even see that they blurred out a body of a little a little baby on the floor. Mm. And it's Mm. that. When we have conversations about defunding the police and things of that nature, we're not saying we don't want law enforcement. It's saying we want to make sure that we have police in place to take down active shooters, which we need to change gun laws so that we don't have that anyway. But we also need to have this conversation about police brutality and the brutality against black people. So two things can be true, right? And I really want to give credit where credit is due in this situation and and just say bravo to the Nashville uh, tactical team who went in there and took down this shooter. This was crazy. The fact that they released all of this body camera footage to the public and have just like aired it is incredible. And I think they did that intentionally because of how freaking crazy Uvalde was. Mm-hmm. It was we sitting outside where in this case it was we going as you can't even hold me back right you know what i'm saying we're in here and we're getting it done right if you notice do you see how he's like go 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 the, he kept pushing his people like behind him all of them are as pushing he should. as he should i just i mean i can't even imagine i can't and I just, imagine I just also think that wasn't it Nashville police that we just had this issue with um, what's the young man's name? The black boy that was beaten by those police officers. Uh, I think that was in Houston. That was Houston. And it was all black police officers. Okay, Maybe not. I I thought that was Houston. Do you remember his name? Um, this is sad that there's so many that I have to like, you know, we have to like try to know, but I can, I we can look it up while we're talking so you can make your point. Mm-hmm. But I, if, if that was the case and it was Nashville police, then I think, you know, from a PR standpoint, you need stuff like this because if that was the case and, and you know, the young man, that it, got killed, it was Memphis. It was, it was Memphis. Memphis. Okay. So not Memphis. Not, okay. Tyree Memphis, Nichols. Yeah. Okay. Tyree Nichols. Thank you. Okay. So it was Memphis PD. Okay. So let me not say that, but I think, well, no, actually that's still, you know, Memphis is still in Tennessee. Nashville is Tennessee. Like, you know, this helps to, Oh yeah. Yeah. It is Tennessee. Yeah. yeah it, this helps to better the standing of Tennessee police officers, one. So, I mean, it's good publicity, but two, you know, outside of all of that, like that's literally what I pay you for is to protect my children. If some evil person comes in and decides to kill them, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I pay my tax dollars for is for you to protect 
the babies, like, or just protect people in general. Like, this is what I would even argue that they went above and beyond the call of duty. Like, that's that is duty. That is duty. That's the duty. You're right. That is duty. And that's exactly what you sign up for when you decide to take when you decide to be a part of law enforcement, especially those kind of tactical teams. Now, before because we're running out of time before we go, let's have a conversation about the shooter a little bit. And I'm I see these reports and there's a lot of conversation on, oh, mental health and the shooter, you know, uh, identifies as trans. And so because of that, there's this, you know, this implication that they uh, feel some type of way about Christianity and you know, it's kind of like just because you feel some way about Christianity, don't mean you got to give you the right to go into a school and, ch- and kill children. Like, what are we doing right now? Like, kill anybody, and it and it also doesn't give you the right to be labeled like, oh, this person also had uh, lost a close a close friend, so now they felt some type of way mm-hmm. and they spiraled out of control. Mm-hmm. We cannot continue no. to allow this veil of mental health to be yeah. spread through so that people can be excused for committing acts of violence. Right. I mean, just this week, I, I saw so many acts of violence. A woman uh, who killed her husband because she found out he was sleeping with guys and was leaving out of the house and she shot and killed yeah. her four kids. It that. was a guy who did a, a murder suicide, killed all his kids and his baby mama. What are we like? What are we talking about? Yes. Is mental health an issue when people jump off the deep end and they kill their families and then kill themselves? Hell yeah, that's mental health. But if we hated guns in the way to uh, we could easily avoid this problem. Right. So we have to do something about assault rifles. You can't tell me that someone is going to use an AR-15 to go kill a deer. If they did that, they would obliterate the the freaking animal <laughs> and not even be able to use it. Right. So that narrative is shot. Right. We cannot have military style weapons on the street and think that people are not going to want to shoot and kill each other. Right. It's not giving that. Right. We have way too much access. America has no discipline and no control. I think... Uh, Mama Walden said it earlier in here that Americans are undisciplined and will say and do anything. Mm-hmm. Apply all to these situations that we talked about tonight. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, like, there's no rules anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no rules in the hood in terms of gun violence. They're shooting kids and grandmothers and everything else. There's no, there's clearly no rules in, in, in relationships. You're shooting your own kids and then killing yourself. The man who killed his, who uh, killed his own daughter because his, his ex-girlfriend and baby mother decided to move on to a new relationship. Can you imagine? And in this situation, okay, you're having issues with your, with how you want to identify and how the world accepts you and perceives you. And so you make the decision that you're going to go blow up the school. Right. And take nine year, three nine year old little kids. Right, it doesn't make any sense. I, I just, if America loved its people as much as it loves its guns and its money, this would be a totally different place. Um, Australia had a mass shooting like 
20 years ago. I was thinking it was 95. And immediately the following day, they outlawed or they or they put they outlawed um, assault rifles and they like put in place extremely restrictive gun laws and they haven't had one since. But the point here is that it took one. America has had so many shootings. uh, It's hard to count. Um, and count we've lost count yeah we've lost count like it's yeah. we can't even we we just sat here and couldn't even remember who what what black kid was beat up by the police last yeah. week that was in january we can't right. remember because it's so many that was in january lord i thought it was last oh, week oh linda i love this point yeah what books are banned and not guns guns or not do you know so many books are banned because of critical race theory like, oh, God forbid we teach about African-American history, but please don't take our guns. Don't take our guns. It's, it's I, I don't know, man. Um, I hate I hate it here sometimes. <laughs> Another sad day to sit in America and, and see how desperate everybody feels as it pertains to gun violence. I mean, we're all screaming about gun violence. Mm-hmm that there's too many homicides, Mm -hmm. whether it be black on black crime, white on white crime, school shootings, mass shootings. It's too much. And I think we've just it's when is enough going to be enough? I think the major difference in Americans is versus other places that I notice is that we just really do not put our money where our mouth is. Um, We do not organize in the same way that I've seen other countries' citizens do. Um, we don't band together unless it's to like hate each other and then we're all for it, right? Um, but it's like, you know, everybody's babies is getting killed up. Like Spanish babies, black babies, white babies, everybody's children is getting killed up. This is a universal issue. And uh, they're like, well, you know, Guns That's and it. Money. Well, look, we are out of time, JC. We're out of time tonight, you guys, but we appreciate you guys coming through, watching another episode of Clapback Culture. We'll be here next week, same time, same place. JC, real quick, when you're not here, where can I find you? Uh, y'all can find me at, excuse me, y'all can find me at JC from the OVT. That's going to be my personal, and uh, the OVT network is going to be the business on TikTok and on Instagram. All right, y'all. And you know where you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S. Until then, I'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.